from Outrun the Bear Media. This is Dads on Dads on Dads on Stay at Home Dadding. Welcome to the Dads on Dads on Dads podcast, a show about the lighter side of fatherhood. Each episode, three newish dads talk about listener-submitted questions and discussion points surrounding a particular theme. Today's theme is stay-at-home dadding. Stay-at-home dads. In a world of babysitters, daycare, nannies, and night nurses, stay-at-home dads are the stalwart Spartans defending the family's breach against allowing and paying someone else to provide primary care to your children. And, like the Flintstones kids, they're millions strong and growing. According to the National At-Home Dad Network and the Bureau of Labor Statistics, there are currently 1.4 million or so stay-at-home dads in America, a number that is nearly double what it was 10 years ago. But despite all this, stay-at-home dadding remains the exception and not the rule, and it's not hard to see why. For a long time, stay-at-home dads were something of a punchline. Look no further than Michael Keaton's Mr. Mom to see that just a couple of decades ago, stay-at-home dads were viewed as fish out of water, despite the fact that for many, having dad in the home is the best choice for their family. Two, whether we like it or not, staying at home and caring for children, especially young children, was and perhaps still is a gendered role in America. And last and most important, staying in the home and raising your kids is really hard. It can be tiring, difficult, sometimes thankless work, and leaving the home in the pursuit of gainful employment is a luxury many can't afford. Before we get to our discussion, though, I thought we'd spend a minute talking about some people and podcasts we're really excited about. On Twitter, you may have seen that we're checking out a slate of three podcasts every week. We do this not only because we love podcasts and the podcasting community, but also because we believe that a rising tide floats all boats. If you want your podcast featured on one of our weekly shout-outs, just follow us on Twitter at Dads on Dads Pod, and we will get to you eventually. One specific podcast we're really into, though, is the show Barbie Kong, done by a friend of the dads, Katie Retman. Barbie Kong is a podcast where host Katie Retman interviews a different female guest every week. My lovely wife, Amy, was a guest. They talk everything from parenting to media to the idea of feminism in this current climate. Through, through this exploration, many personal stories are revealed and unpacked. Guests vary in age, race, and socioeconomic status. Barbie Kong is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So, guys, get to it. If you start listening to Barbie Kong now, she's got quite an episode list. There's a lot there, and it's just a really solid podcast, so make sure to tune in. All right, guys, let's get to it. You all know me. I'm Colin, and here with me is Paul. Hello. And today we're introducing another new dad on the show. Corey, tell us about yourself. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. Um, I have two kids, uh, twins, a boy and a girl. Uh, they just turned three on March 24th, and uh, they are a handful, but I love them. <laughs> Do you, are you familiar with the, uh, there's a story on, this is, I, yeah. This is, I, I remembered earlier why I was going to have to say the F word on this episode, uh, which I will not say, family friendly. Um, yes, absolutely. We <laughs> yeah. are a family show. There's, there's, Walt Disney <laughs> Company, please sponsor us. <laughs> there's an episode of This American Life, I forget which number, but they talk to a guy who's kind of neurotic, and he has twins, and uh, he's like, no, the, tw- the word twins is like way, 
it's way too easy on the situation. <laughs> oh my it's, god, yeah. It's, it's it was on NPR, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, it's not twins. It's two effing babies at the same time. Yeah, yeah and he that's, insists that's... on saying that every time instead of twins because everyone's like, oh, it's twins. You just got two of them. You know, you just do the same thing, but for twice or whatever. He's like, no, no, no. It's it's two effing babies at the same time. So, so. Corey, you're a straight, you're a straight hoss, Corey. So yeah. you you've been doing <laughs> much that. much respect. So have you? I mean, you're just you are literally you you are Sparta. Um, <laughs> I am. How, are you are you a staying home dad? I am a staying home dad. There's a lot of truth in that, actually. Um, <laughs> with twins, the thing about it is, it's all I'm used to. I, I have no experience right. with one baby, so it's just normal. Yeah. And there are times, rarely, when we get one or two of them alone, and and one might be sleeping, and we kind of look at each other and go, "This is what it's like. <laughs> this is what it's like to have one kid." And it's nice. Yeah. But then after a few minutes, you miss the other one. You oh say, yeah. Well, we gotta have the balance. So That's do you get so you're used to all the action? Yeah, I get it all. I get it all. So d- did you not sleep for the first year? Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> Just brutal. Man. Were they on like different schedules? Did they sync up? Like how well, did that work? They, that's what they tell you. You have to get them on the same schedule. It's not up to um, you, right? No. It is <laughs> very much not. In that regard, it went pretty well. Okay. I mean, listen, I, we had days that you know we maybe, maybe we had weeks, but yeah. we had times where it was tough. Because it was every three hours. Yeah. And what I tell people is, you know, you I'm, we all went to college, right? You you could stay up for a day. Right. Yeah, you could yeah, say, right. <laughs> when it turns yeah. into four yep. or eight or like you three weeks. You yeah. can't pull a year's worth of all-nighters. <laughs> yeah. <No>. It's <laughs> that, that, psychosis. <laughs> and it, after 10 days, I think it's literally psychosis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, we got to a point where we were looking at each other like, does it, it gets easier, right? It, it's going to be... Not quite so difficult, and of course it was, but uh, yeah. the sleep was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Like the lack of sleep. Well, like for okay. us, you with the one kid, you know, one of us could get up and handle it, switch right. off the next time the other one gets up or whatever. But I'm, I mean, would you guys do that, or would you both get up every time because there's two of them? Like what? That that's the big thing about having twins is you're always on. Yeah, there's always a baby that you know. There's always somebody on hand that needs yeah. needs some attention. Um, so. It, or like I said, ordinarily they were they're pretty much on the same schedule. But every three hours, even, you know, the middle of the night, we'd just wake up, take yeah. care of business. Yep. Um, oh it was a learning experience. <laughs> a lot of new things happening. And... Yeah. So I went to visit Corey while they were still pretty little. For, I mean, maybe six months, eight months. When was that first visit? I, I would say that, yeah. <laughs> six or eight months. And so, you know, I brought a six-pack of beer, and I was like, you know, Corey could probably use a beer. Um and Corey looks at me and he goes, I love my kids. I love them. <laughs> but it's real intense sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know if you remember that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but the, I, I have to tell you, that's, oh, man, twins. I could not imagine doing it. I could, I mean, we, the the amount of apartment that I, that, that, that we're in yeah. with one baby yeah. is not a lot for, I mean, we, we need, we're going to need more space if we have a second kid. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine doing twins. Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they're just because there's, I mean, one baby demands so much attention, but two effing babies at the exact <laughs> same time. That is, I mean, it's, it's, if you're, you're like a folk hero. You should be a folk that. hero to dads. Well, let me just say here, let's take a moment and appreciate Amber, my partner. Yep. Sounds a little bit corny, but man. She's a hell of a mom. Yeah, Can I no. say that? I'm sorry, Disney. I apologize. Yeah. Um, we'll couldn't we'll do that. it. That's, we'll uh, that. that's one of the keys to twins is there's a lot to do. And um, if I didn't have 
tremendous partner, it would be real tough. Yeah, I met yeah. a I met a girl. She was gonna have twins, like, and she was single. And now having gone through it, that's 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 a handful. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine that. We got home with our son, and I think like the next day, we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, "Single moms, man! Like, yeah, good lord!" And that's I, for one baby. So I can't believe yeah. they just let us out of the hospital with the baby. Right. <laughs> right. There wasn't some. There wasn't some other procedures like, is this, "Are you sure you're supposed to have this kid?" Yeah. You know, are you, you know, just, you know, I don't know. Like there's, no, there's no test. You just right, right. You walk the, away with it. You know, give you the eye and, you know, <laughs> yeah. the, the doctor's eye inspection, wave a little light in front of your eyes. All right. You know, apparently, you know, you can you can see straight, I guess. You know, something, something. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, Corey, we are glad to have you here. Welcome to Dads on Dads. Uh, now, as you all know, before we get into the discussion, we have to ask one thing. What's new in dadding? I've got something. Okay. We took... Teddy, today actually, to his first play, his first performance oh. of any, his first performance of any kind. Cool. What was it? Uh, it was a show at Lincoln Center. I don't remember the name. Hang on. I think I don't <laughs> have it in my pocket anymore. No, but it was at Lincoln Center. It's a children's show. Okay. And it was not a children's music show, okay. which is what I was expecting because yeah. I don't research things or look them up on Google after <laughs> agreeing to do them because apparently I don't. You show I, up where you're told. I literally thought it was something with me. I was like, oh, they're probably just going to strum music because that's the easiest way. To, kids always. Because yeah, that's always the easiest music. way to keep him quiet. Yeah. Like a good way to keep Teddy quiet is to play music for him. Is he's either to play music for him, sing, or or say this, and I quote, whoa, 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 whoa. You're a baby. What? And that just, and it's just it's for some reason it always shuts him up. Um, but the if I don't know why it works. It, I think it's just like I'm just kind of coming at him a little strong. He's like, whoa, you're coming at me a little hot. Uh, but yeah, it was a children's performance. It was a half hour long, so it's a great yeah. length. And it yeah. was a really actually, if you're into theater, it was a really well devised piece. Okay. I think it was one of their final performances, but I'm sure they'll 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 be back in and around New York City. But it was a really intelligent performance about uh, it was about play and friendship and building bridges and connections, and they used blocks and very simple actions to illustrate some of those concepts huh. for the kids. It's a, they're, they're obviously, you know, two friends, yeah. and they obviously had, like, some, like there was always a friendly kind of form of play competition going on. Yeah. So it kind of keeps you watching. What are they going to do next? Yeah. Um, and then... You know, and then you see them work together to build something and to make something. Okay. And then they both decide to change it and they change it into something else. It was very, it was really, really neat. So it's like, it's just a white mat. It's in the round. It's a white mat and two stacks of blocks, like about 10 feet, 10, 15 feet from each other. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, per- to start, they're perched on those stacks of like, um, differently, somewhat differently shaped flat wooden blocks. And they're using those. Uh, they use them to make music. They use them to make to make sounds. Like they did a at one point they do it. They did a train kind of hmm. thing, like uh, as a like a like a choo choo train. Yeah. They, like they're they're making the sound of of it chugging along on the tracks and faster, 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 faster than slowing, slowing down, slowing down. It was a really really well done piece, and it captured. You could hear from the very because kids are vocal in the theater. Oh yeah. At, at a certain yeah. age, you know, yeah. they're if they if they if they could see <laughs> if they if, if they point it out and they get it, they're gonna let you know so yeah. he was they were getting those sorts of reactions That's so cool. so it was really effective and it was really cute to see a bunch of like it was like for i guess
guess it was for, I don't know, four and under or three and under. Okay. So it was really cute to see those kids of that age really engaged with theater. Yeah. And as for Teddy, what did he do? Um, he looked at the ceiling a bunch. <laughs> and then I think he tried to join in the conversation because he was vocal, no. at least in the first you know, 10 minutes of it. And then he got hungry and he wanted to eat. Yeah. So he ate for 15 minutes. <laughs> and then he sat calmly on mom and went, you know, and went bop, 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 bop for the last couple minutes. And it was, you know, it was great. He, I think it's good to bring them to situations like that because I think it's good to start practicing quiet and sitting yeah. and watching something yeah. and, and allowing yourself to be entertained. Yeah. We're still counting down when we can take Del to a movie because that's one of our favorite things to do. And I, I can't wait till he can sit through like a movie, like a real. That'll be awesome. We'll right. Be that. Yeah. Right. They, um, oh, you know, at some at some movie theaters, I think they do a um, they do just a kid screening. Yeah. They do like Saturday morning cartoon type stuff. Yeah. It's or, like yeah. A, it's just like a. a it's like a warm-up. It's like a bacchanal of just kids <laughs> just in there, just being kids. Yeah. It's, uh, we haven't gone to one yet because Teddy, again, like, you know, he's kind of – we're still practicing with him. Yeah. But he's not watching anything. Yeah, yeah. In any, except for Sesame Street. Okay. So yeah. that's funny that you mentioned that because we have tried that movie. Which Right movie? up here in Astoria. Oh, right, right, right. It was like oh. a 10.30 a.m. movie, and we were assured that it was it was designed for kids. The lights would be a little higher. The, the volume would be a little bit lower mm-hmm. and it would be perfect because there'd be all these little kids that could, you know, kind of like you're talking about it at, with this theater, which right. I think is fantastic. They have their own experience, though, and it's it's you know kind of designed for that, the whole environment. And we went and we got through the previews and we mm-hmm. got through about five minutes and that was it. Mm. And what they, happened? They just walked around. Now, mind you, none of those things that I mentioned happened. It was... Right dark and it was like a normal movie so they got bored and then we spent some time walking around the movie theater not even just the theater like we were walking like the whole the hallway yeah, oh, yeah. we were just and trying to duck into the r-rated movie <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> um you have no idea how entertaining these large displays for oh. upcoming movies are yeah, to, right. to little children like two year two year olds they just were in awe and then we went to the playground <laughs> so yeah. sometimes it works sometimes it yeah. doesn't i think like colin i'm looking forward to like when we can kind of get them in a movie, they can stay situated and entertained. Yeah, right. Uh, I know I got a couple of years at least. What What's the earliest age? Do you think where my where, where my, you can be entertained in that manner? I'm thinking not till four or five at least, and even right. that would I feel like I don't know that would be pushing it. I'm oh there. man, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I got a thing this week for uh, I thought it was appropriate for for stay at home dadding. Uh, we so you know we're it's been solid foods for a year now and it's our pediatrician has always told us to get him to eat like a variety of stuff he needs to eat with us and just eat what we eat so right. we all have to have dinner sure. together and we have not really been doing that for the most part like Dell has his dinner around five thirty or six we pray that he eats something other than like peanut butter or <laughs> like a quesadilla he likes quesadillas um, and then he takes bath goes to bed then we have dinner. But this week I was like, all right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be super dad. I'm gonna make our 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 meal kit assembly uh, non-sponsor thing that we get uh, from a company that sends you food and you make it. Uh, we always do that, but after Doug goes to bed, I was like, I'm gonna start cooking at like five, have it ready by six when my wife gets home from work, and it's gonna be great. And it actually, I did it twice this week, and I felt like a superhero. That's I got amazing. it done. Dell like was into it. Like he was, he got up on some steps, like a little step ladder. Uh, a safe distance from the counters, like watching me, 
Uh, he it's Norman ate. Rockwell stuff. It it's was stuff. like, I know it'll never happen again. Like I did it once and it went <laughs> great. And I was like, all right, we're going to try for another one. And that one went pretty well too. There's no way I'll get that to happen again. And he like barely ate the food once it was made. But he was like trying stuff. Like he tried olives for the first time. He really liked them. He tried one of the dishes had this uh, harissa paste, which is like a Middle Eastern, like Israeli kind of spicy red tomato based uh, seasoning. He really liked that. He never tried that before. So it's like he's getting, you know, he's expanding his palate that way. So I thought that was a success. And like we all sat down to dinner and it was awesome. And pray to God it happens again. We'll see. That's a total success. I was That's very, a win. Yeah, I was. That's a big win. I was super proud of myself. The problem is we couldn't like. Because of that, we can't go to like the playground in the afternoon, or like because there's just not enough time to get something like that in. But, sure. Uh, but yeah, it's so. good to it's good that Dell was interested in it too. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, like I never saw, I literally never saw my dad cook. Teddy so. was Teddy was like, what? I was I made a um, on Twitter. I made oh that a, egg dish, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I made a lee. So we love the we have a we got a cookbook for our wedding cooking the food of Spain. Mm-hmm. I forget who gave it to us. I think it might have been Amber. Um, but um, so we got a so we so Emily loves the food out of this out of this cookbook because the food in Spain is the absolutely delicious we've been there a couple times the the foods it's even that like when you go native yeah the food in spain is absolutely delicious yeah. it sticks to it stick to your ribs it's just really good stuff um so i made like uh you know a, a leek basically a leek frittata uh but it's actually it sounds fancy schmancy but it's really easy to make but yeah teddy would like i was like all right i just set him up in, in like an extra saucer and he was really engaged. Was yeah. like he looked. He was looking at me like he was watching a TV show. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was showing him each of the steps. I was like, here's what we're going to do. I talked him through, and he was like, oh, wow, look. You know, I was like, that's but that's the luxury of having just one baby. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's well, Daddy's the cooking channel. It's right. beautiful. I, what we learned and what we were told and read is, is that at this age, I mean, I think from your son's age all the way up to, to mine, you just want to get their palate exposed to these new – the new flavors and the, and the new experiences and yeah. just make sure as they grow, um, you know, that they're going to have a, a wide variety of, of things that they want to eat. Yeah. And all these little baby steps, I think they're good things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You got anything new this week or uh, have you plateaued? I, I'd like to try it. I think uh, in lieu of, you know, we're, we're, we're going through the NBA finals right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, my son. How, how, are you, how are you holding up to the NBA? Are you, are you pulling for the dubs or are you, are you like the Raptors? I'm kind of neutral. Okay. Um, I we had twelve channels when I was growing up. <laughs> One of them from, was from Chicago. Right. So in 1998, I became a Chicago Bulls fan. Are so, you Pennsylvania or like Eastern New York? I'm in the Catskills, kind of. Got it. Okay. You know the mountains of New York, um, close, a little, kind of close to Pennsylvania. But anyway. Um, no, no, I know, I know where you. I was just trying to figure out how you were getting Chicago stations. Right. My team's terrible, so I. <laughs> <laughs> I like excellence, you know. So I kind of pull for the Warriors a little bit, but. The point is, my son this week has learned how to flop. Oh, right. learned how to flop. Oh, like, uh, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> like, what? Uh, like Draymond Green. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, he's, you know, we're at an age now where we're, they play nice. They're sweet little children, but sometimes it gets a little bit rough. And, uh, you know, when they when they get hurt, they know that mommy and daddy is going to come help them out. So, um when his sister, when he's in the mood, and his sister just touches him wrong, like literally one f- mm-hmm. one finger on him. Oh, I fell down. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll stay there for. We kind of watch him. <laughs> 
and it's tough, man. If you don't, if you don't know that it happened, you got to now you got to keep your eyes open. Yeah, head, right. head on a swivel. That's, right. that's kind of my motto. But um, any advantage, he kind of just falls and he, uh, <laughs> he looks for help and sympathy. And then now that we figured it out, he kind of gets back up. But nice. Um, I just thought that that was a fun face. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think maybe you agree with me that. Being a stay-at-home, you get to see every tiny little step mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in their progression and development. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. So this is the week of flopping. Nice. Nice. That's fine. Good. I'm glad. He, I'm, well, I'm, flopping is, um, you know, look if you're if you can't win the game, yeah, hit the ice. You know, stick to the face. Oh, yeah. it hurts. Uh, if Mighty Ducks has taught us anything, <laughs> it'll me- get you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> me- meanwhile, his sister is having none of it. She's all like, <laughs> "I did not hit him." <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we can uh, we can kick off the questions here. Uh, Stay at home, dadding. We can we can start with the elephant in the room. Why did you and your family choose this arrangement of stay at home, dadding? All right. So just a brief uh, <laughs> just a brief primer. I am not a stay at home dad. Yeah. I, wor- I do work uh, full time. I am how I am. However, we do not, however, use any outside the home child care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we do a handoff. So I'm I'm a bit uh, the odd man out. You guys are probably gonna gonna have things from from for most of the episode from here on out. But that's just kind of where I'm at. Okay. Um, it's a so, little bit of a hybrid. So it is. We do we in in why we chose the arrangement was why we chose the, to do a handoff constantly and to just uh, and to just take handle childcare between uh, Emily and I mm-hmm. only is pre- is a couple reasons. First of all. Um, we like to take care of Teddy, and we we believe that we should be the ones to yeah. to be providing that care. Yeah. Uh, but the but the second reason is economic. It's mm-hmm. I mean I mean daycare daycare in New York City is really expensive. Yeah. Um, even part time daycare is really expensive. Absolutely. And to the extent that we can swing it, we're going to swing it for as long as we can swing it, and then and then we'll you know and then we'll fold in external help as needed but yeah. that's kind of that's kind of where we're at right yeah. now so that's no true. i'm not a stay-at-home dad although although you know i she provides solo child care two days a week i provide solo child care one day a week mm-hmm. so that's kind of that's kind of how we how we balance it yeah okay um, so that's that's where i'm at but yeah we chose it because you know preference but mostly economics yeah 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 i feel like that's probably i would assume that's the reason for most most people that was right. kind of our thing i was I mean, allegedly, I am an actor, but before Dell was born, most of the money I was making was through like temp gigs or doing like I was an extra and a stand-in a lot on TV shows in New York. A lot of that happening. Nice. Uh, it was Very fine. Cool. I mean, you know, in the union, it pays better. It's minimum wage. Otherwise, I would not recommend it. If you're not, <laughs> it's it's grind work. Uh, but anyway, I, that was my thing, and so there's no progression in that type of work for actors. You just keep doing more of that. And that pays about the same as a like nanny or babysitter would. And so I was like, well, if it's not getting me anywhere and I would just be making that money to pay someone else to take care of my son, I'll stop doing that. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why that's why we we're home. So it's it's mostly economic, but also the same reason of like, I mean, I didn't have a kid to pay someone else to raise him. Like right. if I can, if it makes sense for us, for, for one of us to stay home, you know, we'll do that. I understand that a lot of people don't you know would love to be the people who are spending all their time with their children but for whatever reason it, it doesn't work out in their situation so it, that's not a slight at people who are paying for child care no uh, not at all I mean, yeah I, I, we would rather not afford it yeah um so so yeah that was that was our main reason um 
it's it's interesting. It's not necessarily what I expected, you know, 10 years ago uh, when my wife and I got married, <laughs> like that I was going to be Mr. Mom. But, uh, you know, you do what you got to do. Is that true? Is that movie mean to stay-at-home dads? It's not that bad. It's very dated. It's I grew up on that movie. I love yeah, that no, movie. So did I. Yeah, and I'm the, glad the you... The washing machine used to scare, scare yeah, the heck out of me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, that was my first like Michael Keaton thing, and so when he was Batman, I was on board. I was also nine, so I didn't care as much as the grown nerds who were so upset that Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. <laughs> Wait, that was a thing? They were upset? Oh, yeah. I well, mean, I, when has yeah. a Batman been cast that, that everyone it. was on board? Like that's... Coincidentally, I read about that. I think last week yeah. there was a whole there's an article about all the folks that would just bash. Yeah, because well, Michael Keaton because he's a comedian. He's not a tough guy, you know. Yeah, yeah but he was a pretty tough guy. He pulled he it off. Say? Yeah, listen, I I wasn't a Mr. Mom guy, but I was definitely a Beetlejuice guy. Yeah, right. And Beetlejuice was I think right before Batman. I think so. so. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people were like, this comedian is gonna take our favorite character and destroy him. He's gonna be a joke. Yeah. One person was uh, wrote. This is going to be like Rodney Dangerfield taking on the character. Because <laughs> oh, no. that's the kind of comedy that Michael Keaton did. I, I, was, I was, about, was about to try to do a bad Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> impression. It. I'm not going to do it. No, I don't oh, want to. I get no respect because my parents are dead. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you about the Joker. Oh. You know, I, 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 how would, I guess that's how it would go. Sure, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I actually like Rodney Dangerfield a real lot. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Mr. Mom. Uh, I mean, it's very. It, I think it was '82. Yeah. Very of 1982. Very gendered. Um, you right. know, Like hardcore roles of of. Because the he's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Like that's the joke. And taking he's, like the man approach to problems or right, whatever. Right, you right. know. Um, and the B story is that his wife is going back into work and and being a woman in the in a corporate workplace. She's not supposed to be yeah, there either. Right, and so you and know. then the penguin was the last to learn how to dance. Like, I yeah. mean, come on, man. yeah. But it's a fun. I mean, I'd like to go back and see it again. I also I'm I. I've debated trying to on spec just re adapt this story for modern times to see how you would make that story now, and I don't even know if you could because it's, it, it's a five minute short about, right. about people sitting in a kitchen table like, okay, here's how much I'm gonna make. How much? How much do you make? <laughs> yeah. uh, this much? Oh, okay, you're gonna stay home. Okay, yeah, makes it's, sense. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's literally like thirty seconds. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, but I, I mean, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's 1982. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I grew up, <laughs> I, I grew up on movies like that. Yeah, uh, and my sisters grew up on like Sixteen Candles and stuff. Yeah, all exactly. The, all the, what is it? Oh, the, those are John Hughes flicks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. How about you, Cor? Yeah. Well, I think you guys nailed it. You got all the reasons. I don't think there is, I mean, at least for me, maybe a lot of people, one reason, but um, a lot of you know, reason put together makes sense. Um, you talk about the cost of childcare, right? Yeah. The cost times too. Oh, uh, you know. yep. So wait, so so how did though? Like, what other consider? Were there any other considerations into into you guys? Was it just was it just money? Was it was it was it like, what? I mean, was there was there a preference on your part to stay home? I, like I said, I think there was a bunch of of of, of reasons. You kind of put them on top of each other. Right. Financial, obviously, I think is a big one. Um, I don't want to get too deep on it, but you know, yeah, 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 as no, Colin you. was saying, you if you're me, if the 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 income you have is about is anywhere close to to what you're going to be paying, you know, it's uh, to me it's a thing where um, I was talking to Amber the other day. You know, time flies. 
It's a crazy thing. We 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 don't we're not around all that long. Right. And um I feel like five years from now, ten years from now, I'm gonna look back at this time. My kids are gonna be grown. Yep. And a snap, they're gonna be off to college and yep. I'm really gonna be grateful for this time mm-hmm. I got to spend with them. And yeah. If I can get them on, on the right track or give them a good start in in this world, you know, at this point. I, I'm gonna be glad that I did that, and, yeah. and the time that I spent with them, I've gained a lot from it. I think I'm I'm a better person because I've done this, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, I don't know. It's a really special time. I yeah. feel like so beat by beat, like watching your if you could watch your kid beat by beat grow up, which is kind of what Emily and I together have have done, just watching Teddy grow up beat by. It's really really cool. Yeah. And like it, you know, it's it's hard to conceive of Teddy as the twelve year old or as an eighteen year old. I know, but he's gonna be there. I know, and I'm I'm and like I I totally agree with what Corey was saying. It's like this is priceless. This is this is really priceless time. I'll never get it back with yeah. this kid. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so like oh, you just gotta you just gotta love. No, you don't love every moment of it. Like yeah. Every oh, single yeah. every single moment to you know I mean you're not in a state of like ecstatic joy but like you know you do you you appreciate that you know there's highs and lows but you appreciate that you saw them all mm-hmm. rather than kind of coming home one day and oh shoot he could walk you coming home the next day oh right. you know you know six months later oh shoot he could talk you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. it's like I mean, it's it's good, it's good to be there yeah. yeah it's I mean it's hard work right make no mistake about it I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah right. But, you know, I think what brings it into focus for me, and I don't know if you got to that point yet, Paul. Maybe you have. Very quickly, we started looking back at, back at pictures, and it goes back to what we were talking about before about that first little while, maybe six months to a year, being a kind of haze. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, right. They blend you, together. But you see these pictures, and once they start to get a little bit older, you kind of have that nostalgia real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You say, oh, my goodness. They used to be so small and so cute. I, yeah. I just saw Mike's. Uh, son Fid the other day, yesterday, and he was so small. He was <laughs> so he couldn't move yeah. as quickly as mine. <laughs> yeah. I have such nostalgia for that. So, you know, but the, what I always say is the the cliche is that they grow up so fast. Well, that's it's a cliche for a reason, and you don't yeah. understand it until you live through it, and it's your child, and you you realize like you snap your fingers, and they're going to be off to college. So, yeah. I think it's valuable. It's a valuable yeah. time you're spending with them. And, you know, man, I love them. Yeah. As tough as it is, I love these kids. <laughs> yeah. The personalities on these these kids are amazing. And I, I, I value it now, and I'm going to value it, I know, in the future. Yeah. Yeah, they're great kids. Yeah. I mean, they. Sm- I think they smoke too many cigarettes, but they're not. <laughs> We're <working on> <laughs> going back to last week. <laughs> hey, you know, look, Teddy smokes. I can't get him off the smokes. Um, <laughs> He's a tough kid. I, he, he swears at you. Look, it's, he, he you rolls know. him up in his little, his little baby <laughs> shirt, you know, in the, it was in the, the sleeve, way. as if it's the 50s. Yeah. Because, because <laughs> all tough babies, you know, automatically adopt <laughs> this tough From stylings the of the 1950s. Yeah, you try to take him away, he opens the switchblade, you're like, okay, okay, you can keep him this time. We need to have a conversation about it. He's still nonverbal, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Teddy's a sweet kid, but he is a tough son of a gun. Yeah, no, he is. He is. I wouldn't cross him. Yeah. I would not cross him. All right. So we got we got another <laughs> another question. Uh what is uh what does a typical day look like in the world of stay at home dadding? Chaos. 
Uh, it's not, I mean, at this point, it's, it's, for me, it's pretty structured. You, you get your routine and, uh, and I mean, it's, it's routine to the point of like, oh God, can something different happen after, <laughs> I feel like starting around like a year old, that's when the routine that we're in now was pretty established. And it's, it's the days that that routine can get broken up in a good way are, are nice. Um, but yeah, for, for me, we get up, uh, my wife gets up, he, he babbles awake or sometimes starts crying. We go get him. Uh, well, my wife goes to get him, and I, I'm i not a good – it's so hard for me to get up. It's a real problem. No right. matter how much sleep I get, I feel like I got hit by a truck. Um, and so I drag out of bed like 15 <laughs> minutes later. She's changed his diaper and gotten the TV started with uh, Sesame Street or Super Y. We're doing that one. Yeah, that's she, a good is, one. Is Amy an automatic getter-upper? Like does she's, she just, well, does she, she has she has trouble sleeping. I mean, that's a leftover from the pregnancy. She's right. she's had trouble sleeping for a long time now, so it doesn't take much to wake her up. Sometimes she'll be awake before he is, unfortunately, and then she'll she'll be ready when he's there. So, um, but even on a good day, she'll she gets up a lot faster than I do. So. The thing you have to remember is that normal people, most people, they get up, they get their coffee, they go out the front door, they get on the bus or the train, and they have all this time to like wait. Stay home, dads. You wake up, walk into the other room, and then you're, you're on. You're like, going. Yeah. It's, game job, t- it's game time. Your yeah. job is sitting there in the bed looking at you or sitting yeah. there in the crib looking at yeah. you. Right, or just down the hallway. So it's, <laughs> it's you don't a have lie. a lot of time to so, <laughs> yeah. you know, get ready. Yeah. Emily, we, Emily brings Teddy in when she wants to get me up. She'll just bring him in. She goes, all right, here, take your baby. Yeah. And she'll just like, lay him on my, 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 my still half asleep <laughs> body. Yeah. And she's like, all right, take your baby. Yeah. That's it. That's what you're going to do. I'm like, ah. <laughs> we uh yeah once once i finally get up i start making breakfast for myself and for dell amy takes the dog out and then we have breakfast dell and i have breakfast from the tv and he's he's been pretty good lately about letting me just like sit there and i read and just kind of like wake up so by the time that's done i'm good to go and then uh yeah our day starts i still i'm still working out and running i usually get that in most days uh dell either comes with me on the run or Stays entertained while I work out at home, um, and then it's lunch and nap, and I get two hours to myself that I completely waste every day. And then he gets up and uh, try to go do something like playground or you know museum carousel, just something fun. And then we come home, have dinner, bath. Uh, Amy comes home right before dinner, uh, put him down, and then we have dinner and hang out and watch TV and rinse and repeat every single day. It's very locked in. There's one day a week he's doing swim class. Uh, and so that's a different morning a little bit. And this past week, we kind of made a morning of it and, like, went to a diner for the first time, just me and him. Had breakfast. It was really fun. He was great. Like, he sat next to me in the booth and ate a bunch of food and fruit and a huge waffle. And uh, that was nice. I like that. But, uh, yeah, anything like that where you can just throw in a little change up, try something new is, is super valuable. So, yeah, of course, nodding. <laughs> no, nodding sagely. That's you, again to go back to what we were talking about before. You get up and go to the office. You don't have that. Yeah, you know it's it's you know that's great. Yeah. Um, but what you were saying, I, I agree. Let me say, I, in my mind, it works this way. Structure is great. It's great for I think parents, and I think mm-hmm. it's great for the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're always changing. Yeah. So you always have to evolve mm-hmm. the structure and. Structure is very important, too, because then when you can step outside the structure, like you're talking about when you go to the diner, you do something fun. Yeah. I think 
you know, you have that balance and, and they can appreciate it and have fun with it, but they still can, can kind of mentally go back to, okay, I have the structure that I'm comfortable with and we're yeah. going to do this, this, and this. So we just try and find that balance and, um, you know, it's, we're busy. The yeah. hilarious thing to me is my dad, he'll call me, you know, he's retired, so he'll call me whenever he wants, like mm-hmm. during the week. And he just kind of expects, like, I'm not busy. Like, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm just at home. Yeah. I'm not hanging out. Doing it, you know. Yeah. Right. I've caught flack for not taking calls. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, and I'm elbow, and I'm elbow deep in, el- elbow in cloth deep diapers. In, I'm elbow deep in a blowout. And I'm like, oh, yeah. good, good. I mean, you know, of course I'm not going to take that call. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an important man with important things to do. Big time stuff. <laughs> taking care of your grandchildren. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a um, full time job. Yeah, I mean, we we I feel bad because with two of them, it's harder for me. I feel like to do to get out and yeah. to go places. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, now more than ever, um, when they were smaller, I don't think there was as many things that they could enjoy or do. Yeah. Um, but now that they're older, they're much harder to look out for. It. They're more more mobile, faster, stronger, mm-hmm. more athletic. Uh, especially my son, he just. He's full of energy. Yeah. So yeah. if if I'm gonna walk to the park with them, I can't walk and like be afraid that he's gonna run in the street. Right. I don't think he would, but you never know. I'm That's not running the, the chance. Yeah. And so, um, we spend a little more time at home than I'd mm-hmm. like. But it's the attic and fish heads, right? That's that's what you, that's, that's what the solution is. You stick him in the attic and feed him fish heads till he's eighteen, right? <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good childhood. <laughs> um. It's, you know, it, we have a, you know, kind of routine now that we've, we've fallen into, um, but they're changing so fast now that, um, you know, it used to be two naps. Now it's like one nap we'll, I'll give them. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me, them. Um, we're eating. Like you, you mentioned Sesame Street. We're big friends of Sesame Street. Yeah. Uh, Sesame Street. They like the characters and yeah. teaches them valuable lessons, but I can kind of spin off on that. Yeah, yeah. So I've taught them like all kinds of things, like color, shapes, mm-hmm. um, and they have new favorites. Yeah. They'll they'll want to watch the same episode every day. It's for crazy. Two weeks. Yeah. And then they're done. They don't want they he like, they loved astronauts. They loved them for like three weeks. <laughs> they were like, astronauts? No way. Zoo. That's so funny. I want to talk about the zoo. I want to talk about elephants, tigers, bears. My son has an elephant impression. You not believe it's just <laughs> dead on accurate. That's great. That's really funny. Yeah, the routine it's it feels limiting, but then you re- remember that you do it for them because it's like you know that's it's what helps kids grow. They feel safe. They know that's always going to be there. So I mean, and for ease too, and for ease of the day. Well, because it so, kind of t- you don't have to actively think all the time. Wait, what? A- what right now, right? It was like, like oh, a, it's twelve thirty. It's time to eat, or it's time for milk, or whatever. You know, like you don't. It, it takes a little bit of the burden off so, of your adult brain. So if Emily leaves the house at eight eight a.m., yeah, you know, on on a weekend, like because she has, she works one day on the weekends, and that's that's my day with Teddy. So she leaves the house about seven seven thirty eight o'clock, and you know, I've got the next what? How many hours? Uh, four, nine, ten hours. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my day with Teddy. And yeah, you forecast those ten hours, and you're like, "All right, when's he gonna nap? Mm-hmm. When's he gonna eat? Because those are gonna take time. And what can we do in between? Yeah, and that's all. Yeah. And then, 
And you do, as Corey said, uh, in, and as you said, and as you, I mean, I, I did not intentionally fall into a structure, but there is a structure to the day. The, yeah. day is, the day is structured, and it's structured around his needs. It's structured around yeah. his feeds, and it's structured around his naps. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we structured the day. When we can go out, like the last two Saturdays, we've gone out and had an adventure. One day, we went to the Bronx Zoo with friends. Mm. Next day, you know, the next the next time we went to we went to visit, you know, a friend's apartment and just kind of stayed there all afternoon. Yeah. And, and and he was able to nap there and eat there and do all the things that he did, you know, that he needs to do at home. So um, um, in terms of a day, a day in the life of me and Teddy, um, it's a lot of it's a lot of playing, followed by eating, sleeping and then kind of rinse and repeat. I take him outside as much as I can mm-hmm. because I think yeah, he needs to see the sun. Yeah. I mean, I don't want a pale, sallow, wan yeah, child, yeah. <laughs> you know, who's going to, who, who, as you remarked on an earlier episode, may have soft teeth. Um, <laughs> it's uh, true. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't want, I'm trying to avoid that. So, no, I, I just try to get him outside as much as possible. And to the extent that we can do anything, I just take him. That's yeah. it. That's yeah, why, yeah. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're, uh, it's me and Teddy is, is hashtag day with dad. Yeah. And we're just going to we're just going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's better than the alternative. Yeah. You know, I mean, he'll you know, he might get he might get bored or he might get fussy or, you know, he, or he might not like what we do. Well, we can always go home. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not keeping him there, but that's what we try to do. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've read very few parenting books and that has been fine so far. But right. the one. I read The Happiest Baby on the Block and The Happiest Toddler on the Block, which seem valuable. I think Happiest Baby is better if you have a truly colicky child, which thank God we didn't. I can't imagine that. Um, yeah, it sounds, it sounds miserable. Yeah, it sounds absolutely right. miserable. Yeah. Uh, it was still helpful. But Happiest Toddler is more about like child psychology and stuff. And one of his main points was like the best way to keep your kid from flipping out and throwing tantrums is to just get him outside. Just let him as many times a day as you can. Just get him out. Let him do stuff. Because that's what they they need that engagement. They can't stay in a in a house all day, uh, which you know if you got a backyard, if you don't live in uh, New York City, it's, right? Uh, it's a different thing. Like so, we really have to make plans for for that kind of stuff. So how do you negotiate the? How do you guys negotiate the out? I mean, so we all live in, in the metropolis, right? Yeah. Um, Corey's in Jersey, but we're mm-hmm. both in the city. Um, how do you guys negotiate the need for that outside time? I literally, I was like, all right, we're just doing this. Um, I try to wait for a good gap. Uh, I try to wait for him just waking up from a nap yeah. in a feed, you know, because they're they're not exactly aligned. Mm-hmm. So, like, they can, you know, one overlaps the other eventually. So, like, you wait for them for them to get realigned. It was like, all right, we did nap and feed. Yeah. So he's awake and he's not hungry. What can we do? And I yeah. just throw him in the car. I don't throw him. But you know, I gently place him in the in his car, in a, you know, in his in the stroller seat, and we we just get going. Mm-hmm. What do you? How do you guys get? How do you guys get outside? Get outdoors? Well, I think, I guess, like any parenting, you, you just do the best you can in terms of these things. We don't. I live in Jersey, but we have to go to the park. We don't have any, you know, backyard. We're in a building right now. Um, but Colin was right. The energy level just keeps growing and growing, and. Um, Getting outside and playing and running around solves a lot of issues mm-hmm. um, right. to the point now we're um, we're kind of looking to get we want we want a backyard yeah you know we want yeah. a house and um, you know at all the decisions we're going to make going forward for our lives is for our family yeah and um, for them so 
we want a backyard. I yeah. think that would make so much difference. You just they open the door be, and there it is. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I'd be so happy. With that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, but the the, the the I was when I took Teddy to the zoo. The day at the zoo, he was he was like a great baby. It was mm-hmm. so engaging. Yeah. And he sure. it was so engaging, and he was like he's like all right, I'm done at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Zonked out. Yeah. And that was that. And it was like, the, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. This is a cool way to do it. Yeah. Because if you just kind of keep doing stuff until they're so exhausted they can't stay away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, but it's a good thing because it means, okay, he's taken in all he can take in and now he has to fall asleep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When I'm out with Dell, he's not screaming at me. He's not throwing things. He's not getting frustrated like he does at home on a, at least once a day that happens to the point where I'm like, oh, God. Um, but yeah, that doesn't happen in the playground. Like, I mean, you know, there's kid there. He's still, he's just over two. So there's not as much play with other kids yet. Cause they still don't really, it's a, it's a weird thing with that. Um, that hasn't developed yet, but, uh, uh, you know, eventually he's going to get into a lot of, a lot of scraps, a lot of playground, whatever misunderstandings. I know that's going to happen, but it's, it's, yeah, you don't, knife, you don't see fights, that. Playground knife fights. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you know, no, no, Like no. you do. They'll settle oh, it. So he, he goes to the same playground. <laughs> <as Teddy>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rough neighborhood. Just warn him about Teddy in that night. I will. Right. Please. Or the cigarettes. Don't yeah. touch Teddy's cigarette. All right. So last question. What do you enjoy the best about stay at home dadding and what could you do without? I mean, the poop. Well, I mean, that's, I, could, I could do without the poop. Is that always? I think that's always the answer, right? <laughs> yeah. you could, I could generally do without the poop. Yeah, I like. I I really do like the time with him. Yeah, uh, I like that. I mean, I was I, I'm a lucky person and had a job that offered paternity paternity leave. Nice. So there was a lot of bonding that went on. Yeah. Um, and I I do like the opportunity to bond with Teddy. Mm-hmm. However, I can do it. I have the luxury of being able to go, but it's a luxury to be able to you know to do to work a full time job. Um, so, so like I, I need to get that time in with him. I need to get as yeah. much time in with him as possible. So he'll, maybe he'll listen to me when he's 12. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I'm a stranger to him now, I'm going to be, I'm going to be even more of a stranger when he's older. So yeah. I can't be a stranger. So we got to do not, I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm working from behind. Like, oh, I've got to make our time, you know, every minute, <laughs> every minute into some, you know, into some wild you know, orgi- yeah, yeah. orgiastic joy, joyful <laughs> kind of thing. I don't, I don't need to do that, but like, you know, he does need to know, he does need to know me and we do need to, we do need to bond together as yeah, father yeah. and son. So that's, um, I think the best is really, honestly, the best time it's, 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 is right after we get home from whatever we've done and we could kind of just, you know, we can, you know, I take his clothes, you know, take his shirt off or whatever it is and just lay him on the couch next to me. And I take my shirt off and we just <laughs> lay it, sit on the couch next to me and he just kind of lays around, plays with his feet and stuff like that. And I flip on the baseball game and we could just enjoy a minute in yeah. the cool, yep. a very relaxed minute in the cool. And that those are some of the sweetest times. Yeah. While you're smoking. Yeah, I don't. I don't anymore. <laughs> I think I've got it on the brain. I forgot oh. my. I forgot my mints at home oh, today. No. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I gotta get home. That's so why only, you're only, te- <laughs> only Teddy smoking. The only no. Okay. He's the only one that smokes in the family. <laughs> it's the landlord doesn't like it, but you know, childcare today is what childcare <laughs> is, and uh, and that this is the best we can do. This is the best we can do. Teddy does not smoke. Uh, just child protect child CPS. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this is this we're worried is. about the authorities at this point. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, I mean, the best thing's got it. Like, it's like we're talking about, you know, you're getting to spend that time with your son. Um, and specifically, like Paul's saying, like, when when you're both, like, there's nothing else you have to worry about. You don't have, there's nothing you need to get done. You only have to just focus on him, and you get to play whatever game he wants to play in that moment. 
with us it's a mountain of pillows uh we nice. take all the pillows and it's yeah uh, which is morphed into volcano, which is also fun. What's volcano? Well, the mountain of pillows explodes. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Duh. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that through. Yeah, he'll say volcano and he'll lay down and I have to rumble the pillows and then like throw them all up in the air so they land on him. It's, it's the best. Uh, so yeah, stuff like that. When you, when it's not like, ah, like, oh, I've got to, I got to get you down for your nap. It's, you know, it's time for that. We can't play. Like when that thought is not in the back of your, of your mind, that's. That's the best. Uh, I am, I guess the negative part, I'm, I'm very jealous, and she knows this. My wife gets to go to work and focus on things and talk to adults and plan things and work out problems that don't revolve around the mercurial nature of a two-year-old. Right. It's, uh, that sounds nice to me. Like adult conversations would be good uh, well, you, came to the, you came to the wrong place for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get some of that, but it's it's tough. And I I don't know if this is different for moms. I feel like, you know, there's a million mommy groups. There's a lot of groups of people getting together because, you know, this thing, like you're, you you need that adult interaction. It's a good thing. And I know there are dad groups out there, but I'm just uh, I'm just weird about meeting new people and just throwing myself into a thing of, I don't know. And not as many dad groups as you'd think. I'm sure not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be in the minority. It's, as we were saying, like stay-at-home dads are a little... Yeah. Little anomaly. So it's, it's only one point four million. There's <laughs> like in the on the one hand, there's one point four million, you know, right. stay at home dads. On the other hand, there's only one point four million. Yeah, I mean they're spread out around. But yeah. I feel the same way as you. Yeah, I, so there's something that feels somewhat too artificial about that. Yeah, right. And it's I like I don't. I mean, I love my son. I don't want to get together and only talk about being a dad. He said on a dad podcast. Right, right, right. right. But you know what I mean? Like, we yeah. can get together and we can have our sons there and talk about video games or whatever. Like, and I'm sure that does happen. But I feel like when parents who don't know each other come together, they talk about their kids and and, and subtly compare their nap kids schedules. To each other. Yeah, and it's like I will talk about that, and then I would like to talk about something else because right. I've got a lot of other interests. So. Yeah. Because you know. it's not like you have that much time, free time. It's not like you're you're you know surrounded by free time. So when you have right. free time, yeah, do you want to go talk about the thing that your I've been kid? doing? Yeah, it's I, like, maybe you want to stay with the kid. You know, it's, right, right. It's 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 a weird and like and this isn't a good thing, but like grown men becoming friends is a it's fraught. <laughs> it's just a weird thing. It's in a weird our society. It is, it's definitely weird, and that's thing. not cool. It shouldn't be, but it is that way. And it's yeah, strange, you know. It's strange and it's unnatural. And quite frankly. <laughs> Uh, quite frankly, it unnerves me that you're even talking yeah, about it. Yeah, we all stop making friends at age 18. I mean, uh, that's we, how it works. Yeah, I think, but, but uh, no, but I think you stop making friends at about 30. Yeah. You know, I think that I think yeah. that's when it kind I actually tell, I actually tell people, I was like, I'm not taking friend applications anymore. <laughs> um, you could, you could leave it with the receptionist. Yeah. I cannot. We'll look it over. I cannot promise that your inquiry will, will, will. Go, will become answered. Yeah, we'll keep it on file. Right, absolutely, absolutely. If something we're, opens up. We're busy people. We can't, yeah. we don't have that much time. It's we. It's it's weird. I've seen like colleagues of mine who I'm no longer Facebook friends with, mm -hmm. but colleagues of mine um, post about it, post about mm -hmm. being weird, about being friends mm -hmm. with other with other people, specifically men. Yeah. You know, like it's it's strange when you're, when you're in your mid-30s and 40s, it's strange to, to make friends. Yeah. It feels like you should have done this earlier. Right. You know, it's something you should have already taken care of and you didn't. And why not? Yeah. You know, are you late or are you stupid or, or are you weird or, or, <laughs> right. what's, or what's your problem? Yeah. Sort of thing. I, yeah. I, I, I totally get that. That's a, and so dad group, I, I've, a dad group has never crossed my mind. 
I'm also not into like like super typical male. Like I don't. I'm not a sports guy, and right. so I, I feel like that would be. I don't know. Like that's a defense mechanism. It's just because I'm small. Um. <laughs> it's fine that people are sports guys, but I'm just not. Yeah. And I feel like it's expected when dudes get together. Like, oh, you know, let's talk about football. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> there's too many concussions. I don't know. Right. Like, right, I don't right, know. Right. What do you want me to see? Did you see that Will Smith movie? That one guy beat. Did his you wife actually a lot. see the Will Smith movie? Corey, I, 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 it's a funny story. We saw that movie while Amber was pregnant, huh. and we both looked at each other and went, "No football, right? Right? No absolutely, football. right? Emily, 100%. Emily and I were like, no, like Teddy's going to be a bruiser. He's not going to play football. He yeah. can play baseball if he wants to play a sport, but he, he's not going to play football. His head. They're talking about how in middle school, the hits that yeah. kids deliver right. to each other in middle school are enough to start. Absolutely, CTA. I remember crazy. No well, kids, way. Kids start hitting puberty. The man, like, I feel like I've told this story on the on the podcast before, but I I remember in like eighth grade getting hit in the face in a dodgeball game by a dude who had fully gone through puberty right before Ooh. me. And I was like, oh, this is not fun anymore. This hurts. I don't right. want to do this. Some like, people are on the hormonal concord. Yeah. Around, around like that seventh and eighth. Like some people go through that growth, those growth spurts, and they get that muscle mass really, really early. Yeah. And it's like, oh, go. Just, yeah. just that dude's a man. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to it's stay not out. Cool. You have to stay out of Slade's way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's just somebody you avoid in the hall in the hallway, but yeah, no, Teddy's definitely not playing football. Yeah, yeah. There was that thing where Justin Timberlake slipped. He was the halftime show a couple of years ago, and he said something in a press conference about his kid never playing football, and it was like, oh, like he kind of had to like walk it back a little bit. But I'm like, no, no, I JT, mean, you're you're right. You're you right. got this. You tell it's, him. Like, is there is is pee wee football safe? Like real pee wee football? Probably. And I wonder if I they're know. changing the rules. I don't know. Like. They're not going to turn it into flag football. It's still going to yeah, be tackle. But you, what what age is that? Is that like fifth grade and lower? Or I, what? I think it's like I think it's like third third through fifth. Like that's got to probably. I think okay. you got you can't let them hit each other in the head. Right. That's, no matter what. Yeah. Right. Basically, that's I mean, probably that's okay. So I think Corey uh, is dropping some wisdom here. <laughs> yeah. Is I'm that sorry. generally Don't. your children should not be allowed to hit other children in the head if you want them to have normal brain functions going forward? That's that correct. seems like a fair statement. <laughs> I was hit in the head way too many times as a child, <laughs> which I think is evident by this podcast. And they're there. There's just something not right. You, you sound seem, pretty good. You sound pretty good. I only had to sponge up the drool once or twice. You seem clear. That's, that's a new record. <laughs> you know where we are, right? It's fine. Uh, is this okay, he's Wyoming? drifting again. Oh, Colin, no. He's drifting oh, no. again. He's drifting again. What about you, Corey? What's what's your favorite, and what could you do without? Uh, well, you all hit you all hit a, a lot of good points. Um, my favorite thing, I think, is. I just, it's kind of what you were talking about before, but, you know, I think that there's something I didn't really understand until I was a parent. And there is, I think, an instinctual thing or that kicks in. And, um, you know, they're your kid. And you, you want, you have this urge to raise them mm -hmm. as best you can. And um, I don't know. I, I, I feel that. And, and, and being able to spend time with them now, I, I feel... I feel great about it, and by no means do I feel like I'm an authority or an expert on any of the, you know, raising children, but I'm doing the best I can, and, um, you know, it's, it's it's a great thing to spend with them, time to spend, it's a great to spend time <laughs> with them um, like that, and, and as I said before, I'm, I'm going to, I think, really treasure that as I get older, mm -hmm. um, and I think I'm pretty decent at what I do. I think I'm setting them on the right path. Um, yeah. I guess that's it, really. I, it's 
It's a beautiful thing to have kids. Yeah. It really is. And I, I don't think you can appreciate it until you have them. And um, That's once you do. True. Yeah. I mean, I love them. Like I said before, I do. Like being their aunt or uncle kind of isn't enough. You don't get the full experience. Yeah. No, you don't. It's just the fun parts, right? Right. Like you just get to spoil them and like show up when you want and to. And it's actually not, <laughs> and it's actually not always the fun parts because they're like visiting somewhere and there's always oh uh, that's true and there's yeah. always a meltdown yeah like you don't get the like the really sweet parts that kind of Corey's talking about that's true is, like the little day to day stuff me. that's right. the yeah. other thing I was gonna say is there's something very simple about being a parent and being with your kids and I mean that in the best of ways simple genuine just love like my kids are not worried about anything else their world is right there mm -hmm. and they're going to get older real quick and mm -hmm. they're going to have to deal with the world around them and bullies and life and everything else but right now when my son is on is, when i'm changing him in the morning and he's done uh i look at him and i go and now it's time for and he goes hugs <laughs> and he turns and he runs at me as fast as he can and he wraps his arms around me yeah wraps his legs around me and I get the biggest hug in the world, and there's nothing more important to him yep. than that. And so at this phase in their life, I don't know, man. I, I think it's just really rewarding. And it's – yeah. I've never kind of had something like that before. And um, I'm going I'm to really value it you yeah. know, when, when they get older. There's going to be a lot of stuff, things i got to help them with and, and you know, as they get, get older. But right now, I'm there for all of it. Yeah. And I think I feel lucky. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to get too deep on you. But I, no <laughs> I, I no cigarettes yeah, in yeah. my conversation. In my no, it's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I just got, I guess I got them on the brain today. Yeah, it's all right. All right, well, I think that's, uh, that's about all the time we have. Um, thanks so much to everyone who submitted questions to us. If you want your questions answered and your name said aloud on the podcast, hit us up on Facebook on the Dads on Dads on Dads page and throw us a like. Hit us up on Twitter at Dads on Dads Pod and toss up a follow or email us at Dads on dads on dads at gmail.com. Still waiting, by the way, on Still that email. Waiting. All right. Still send waiting. Send us an email, people. Yeah. I'm going to send it when I get home. Please. <laughs> I need an email from somebody who isn't, you know, who isn't Spreaker. <laughs> this podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and lots and lots of other places. But if there's a place where you go for podcasts that isn't available, let us know and we'll put it there. Special thanks to Computer Music All-Stars for the theme song, to the QED in Astoria, and to our wives, without whom we would not be dads. Make sure to check out OutrunTheBearMedia.com for more and join the mailing list at the bottom of the homepage. From Outrun the Bear Media, for Corey and Paul, I'm Colin. Thank you for listening, and keep on dadding.